Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the first epistle of Peter with this message entitled, Incentives to Live a Godly Lifestyle, preached November 27, 2016. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 17. I preached last time, proof of salvation is holiness, is obedience to Jesus Christ in his word. Proof of salvation is a godly lifestyle. And so we are going to speak about godly lifestyle from 1 Peter 1, 17 through 21. Friends, unlike paganism, which practices a lifestyle of idolatry, which is worship of creation, which is nothing but devil worship, but Christianity of the Holy Bible instructs us to worship only the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir, there is double worship Jesus taught us in Matthew 4. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said to Jesus, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Friends, either you worship the true and living God or the devil. Nothing more. Or you worship the devil in terms of worshiping creation. Now St. Peter gives us more incentives for holy worship and holy living in our text. He already told us in verse 16, Be holy for I am holy. The true and living God of Christianity is holy. Incentive number one, God is holy. Because our God is holy, true Christians are to be like their heavenly father in their being and in their actions, in their lifestyle, in their conduct, in their thought, in their word and in their deed. They are not pagans, dead in trespasses and sins. But they are made alive by the Holy Spirit. They are God's new creations. Created in Christ Jesus to be like God. To do good works which God prepared for us in advance that we do them. They work out their salvation sir with fear and trembling. To do according to God's good purpose. 
God's people are like their father in heaven. Their lifestyle is holy. Therefore, they hear and do. Not they hear and argue about it. They work out their salvation with fear and trembling because God himself works in them to will and to do God's will. Their lifestyle is holy. They do all things for the glory of God and therefore for their own eternal happiness. Chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. For God rescued us from the dominion of the devil and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Friends, it is the Lord Jesus Christ whom we confess and serve every day. Incentive number two God is our Father. Verse 17. The Father of every unbeliever is the devil. Therefore, they are like the devil in their beings and in their actions. Jesus said, John 8 44, you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and father of all lies. They cannot be godly. They cannot become good. The Lord Jesus will send them all to hell unless they repent, believe, and obey him. God's people always call upon God, our Father, for help. As Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and so on. We are his adopted children. Friends, listen, in Jewish culture, the father in the home ranked higher in respect than a judge. It was his job to command and to teach. Others are to hear and fear and do. Because a father loves his children, he will not fail to discipline them by his rod. Hebrews 12 Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. And without holiness, no one shall see God. God disciplines us that we may do his will and share in his holiness. For without holiness... No one shall see God. God is our father. A father loves and therefore disciplines us to make us holy. 
Let me ask you a question. Do you as fathers command and discipline your children to obey you? Incentive number three. God is our judge. Abraham in Genesis 18.25 spoke to God and said, Will not the judge of all the earth do right? God is our judge and God does not show favoritism. As judge, he judges our works impartially. We cannot bribe him as with the unrighteous judge of Luke 18. He judges our post-conversion good works. He judges everyone, the wicked and the righteous in history, that is in your lifetime and on the last day. Romans 14 tells us you then why do you judge your brother or why do you look down on your brother we will all stand before God's judgment seat so then each one of us will give an account of himself to God friends in the visible church on earth there are godly as well as ungodly people There are children of God and children of the devil like Judas, Ananias, Sapphira and Demas. In due time the children of the devil will walk away from God's holy church. In due time their foot shall what sir? Slip. Double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. First John 2, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Three times, word belong appears. Those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ will belong to us. We'll be in the true church where the gospel is preached, holiness is practiced. So the question is, to whom they belong? The answer is the devil. They go from church to church. Whenever we preach about holiness, they don't like it. They hate it. That shows they are not children of God remember how God killed all the thousands of murmurers of Exodus in his hot anger God is our judge he must be feared as we live our brief time as resident aliens in this world We must live as Abraham lived in faith and in fear. We must live in holy fear. 
working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Psalm 2 tells us, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Psalm 130 verse 4, but with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. We must never take God for granted. He never spoils his children. First Corinthians 5 verse 5 says, Hand this man over to Satan so that his flesh may be destroyed. First Corinthians 11.30 that is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. He is father, but he is also judge. Acts 5 verse 5 says, When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and great fear seized all who heard what had happened. And look at the New Testament church, Acts 9.31. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of God. Our two dollars spoils us. Our little education spoils us. Our beauty spoils us. Our intellectual prowess spoils us. Become wicked and arrogant. And he knows how to touch your body. And touch everything else. And we read in Exodus 20 and verse 20 Moses said to the people do not be afraid God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning do you have fear of God is fear of God with you all your life Jesus Christ himself delighted in the fear of the Lord. And did you know Holy Spirit is also the spirit of the fear of the Lord? And if the Holy Spirit rests on you, you will have fear of the Lord. Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord and never sinned. Those whom God effectually called, justified, and adopted shall be glorified. But they live a holy life. They are eternally secure in Jesus Christ. And Jesus said in John 10, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. 
secure. God's people are holy people and they are secure in Christ. John Newton's hymn Amazing Grace says, It was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. Fear God and fear nobody else. We live in this world in holy fear of our God. Living according to God's standard, the Bible. And you read about Hezekiah. Revival began because they read the Bible. Soon we pass away from this world to our real eternal home in heaven to be with God forever. Therefore to die is blessed, it's precious, it is gain, it is far better, says St. Paul. No sir, we are not going to live like Methuselah, 969 years Maybe we live 70 or by reason of strength 80. Soon you will exit from this world. And death has registered itself in our face. You must die. Then what? Therefore... Paul says, 2 Corinthians 6, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Therefore, come out from them and be separate, saith the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. We are like shadow. We are like falling blossoms. We are like grass that withers. So we read in First Chronicles twenty nine fifteen, we are aliens and strangers in your sight, as well as all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Incentive number four, God is our Redeemer. This God is also our Redeemer. He sent His Son Jesus to redeem us who were slaves in Adam to sin and to the devil. And we read, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Friends, Jesus Christ is our Goel, our kinsman redeemer, our Boaz. In the eternal council, God planned our salvation. The Son agreed to accomplish our redemption by His incarnation. And the Holy Spirit agreed to apply redemption to every elect in Christ. So God is our Redeemer. As Isaiah declared, 
In Isaiah 41 verse 14 Do not be afraid O worm Jacob Little Israel For I myself will help you Declares the Lord Your redeemer Holy one of Israel We are redeemed From our idolatry Our sinful Lifestyle Inherited from our forefathers Going back to Adam We are conceived in sin Born as sinners To practice only sin We were morally Incapable To please God So Genesis 6 verse 5 says The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time they go to church and cook up evil in their head they are fake Christians masquerading as angels of light in due time their foot shall slip And Jesus himself said, out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. They are the things that make a man unclean. Friends, we need nothing less than a new heart, a new mind, a new will, and a new affection. Regeneration. We need a miracle. And you cannot perform. God performs the miracle of recreation. Thank God. God redeemed us. From the curse of the law. And from all wickedness. And God owns us. All we are and all we have. He owns us. Galatians 3.13 Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Titus 2.14 who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people. Purify himself a people that are his very own. He owns them. Eager, zealous to do what is good to do the will of God. How do you know you are born again? You are eager to do the will of God. As the will of God comes to you from the mother, from father, from teacher, from pastors. You will hear it and you will do it. Otherwise you are not born again. 1 Corinthians 6 says, Do you not know that your body is a a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God, honor God with your body. The body is not your own, sir. It is an entrustment to you to serve God with. Incentive number five. The high cost of redemption. Verse 18 begins in the Greek text. Knowing. 
knowing what sir the high cost of redemption true believers are those who use their mind to know theology to do theology we have the mind of christ and we make judgments on all things if you want to know the nature of things speak to a pious and learned pastor and christians they'll tell you let god be true and all men liars knowing god knowing the high cost of redemption we are told to love our god with all our mind and people think you come to church and uh, take a vacation from your mind and so church is entertaining them the ransom price was not silver or gold listen everything belonging to this world has no value to redeem a sinner what can we give in exchange for our soul there is nothing no gold no silver can purchase our redemption the things of this age are destined to perish saint peter tells us in second peter 3 but the day of the lord will come like a thief the heavens will disappear with a roar the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare since everything will be destroyed in this way what kind of people ought you to be you ought to live a holy and godly lives creation cannot save a sinner and we do not believe in pantheism only god can save a sinner justly thank god god loves us according to john 17:23 as he loves his own son jesus christ and that is all you need to know god loves me as he loves his own son for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life romans 8:32 he who did not spare his own son as he spared isaac in order to save isaac he did not spare his own son but gave him up as for us all how will he not along with him graciously give us all things the price of redemption is the precious blood of christ ephesians 1:7 in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of god's grace revelation 5:9 
And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And there is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. Hebrews 9.22 Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, is the perfect Passover Lamb without spot or any defect. Exodus 12.5 And we read in John 1.29 The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ alone was perfect. Hebrews 7.26, such a high priest meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. And Jesus himself asked this question. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? There is no one who can prove him. Christ died, friends, as our substitute, as our atoning sacrifice. He gave his life for our ransom, for our forgiveness of sins, for our justification, for our glorification. Highest price paid, the blood of Jesus Christ. Romans 3.23 and following for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God justified us justly because Christ died our death on the cross. He shed his blood that our conscience be cleansed. Hebrew 9.14 that we have access to God, Hebrews 10:19, that we experience cleansing from our sins, 1 John 1:7, that we resist the devil, Revelation 12:11, that we may be rescued from sinful lifestyle, 1 Peter 1:19. Sinful lifestyle inherited from our forefathers. The high cost of redemption ought to motivate us to please God by living a holy, obedient life, a godly lifestyle. The highest price paid for our redemption proves God's great love for us in his son before the creation of the world. Friends, if God is for us, Who can be against us? Listen, by his word, God created the world. By his blood, he saved us. Sixth incentive to holy living. God planned our salvation in Christ in eternity. 
Christ was chosen and predestined to accomplish our redemption by the Father in eternity before the creation of the world. And we were chosen in his Son to be saved in time by hearing and believing the preaching of the gospel by his appointed ministers. Ephesians 1 4 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless, and his people will be holy and blameless. Second Timothy chapter 1 9 and 10 God has saved us and called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done but because of his own purpose and grace this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our savior Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. In other words, holy living is not an addendum. It is the central teaching of the scripture. John 6.37 All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. The eternally chosen, the elect of God, will hear the gospel and believe the gospel and live a holy life. So when you see somebody disobedient, wicked, pretending to be Christians, they are fake. They masquerade in the church as people of God when in truth they do not belong to us the son was chosen in eternity to accomplish redemption for us as God man but he was revealed to the world in the last times which began with his first coming and will end with his second coming When he comes to glorify his people and judge his enemies. And he is doing all that by his father's appointment. So Acts 2.17 we read in the last days God says I will pour out my spirit on all people. The last days began with Christ's coming. We are living in the last times. Friends, the purpose of our life is to be saved by faith in God. That is, by faith in his son who was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised for our justification. Matthew 10.40 says, He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. 
There is no salvation outside of Jesus Christ and outside of the church where the gospel is preached. There are true churches and synagogue of Satan. Acts 4.12 says salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. When you believe in Jesus Christ you believe in God the Father. And God the Father said this in Matthew 17.5 while he was still speaking a bright cloud enveloped them and a voice from the cloud said this is my beloved son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him! And true church is a church where his word is preached. And St. Peter tells us, the Father raised him from the dead. Acts 2.24 But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Why? Because he never sinned. Wages of sin is death. He never sinned. Resurrection is the proof of the perfection, moral perfection of Jesus Christ. And not only that, the Father gave him glory Daniel 7.14 you read today he was given authority glory and sovereign power all peoples nations and men of every language worshipped him his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed father gave him all authority in heaven and on earth it is he who commands you to repent and believe. And Matthew twenty-five thirty-one, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. St. Paul says in Philippians 2, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He commands you to confess him and bow your knees to him. You are not doing a favor to him when you believe in Jesus Christ. He is doing a favor to you to redeem you from hell itself. And listen to this. John 5, 22 and 23. Moreover, Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son that... Just as they honor the Father, he who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I do not beg you to believe in Jesus Christ. I command you to believe in Jesus Christ for your own eternal salvation. Soon you must die. It is the brief stay as a resident alien in this world. Incentive number seven, God's eternal purpose is 
that all may honor the Son by confessing him as Lord and living for him in obedience. He who honors the Son honors the Father. In Ephesians 2 verse 2 we read children of disobedience. And 1 Peter 1.14 we read children of obedience. Radical fundamental change. Children of disobedience has become children of what's a obedience. Have you done the one thing needful in this short life? Have you committed your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and therefore to God the Father? Friends, fear God. Trust God. Hope in God. Rejoice in God. Glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Knowing this truth, God the Father loves us as He loves His own Son. When do you want to trust in Christ? Let me read to you 2 Corinthians 6 As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor I heard you. And in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time. Now is the day of God's salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved. And your entire family. Heavenly Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit may apply the word to us. Lord, recreate those who are not born again, that they may believe in Jesus Christ, that they may hope in Jesus Christ, and so they believe in God the Father and hope in God the Father. And live for his glory beginning today. For soon we must exit from this world. It is not our true home. Paul says our citizenship is in heaven. Therefore, O God, help us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.